0: Welcome back, everyone, to After the Checkers with Kyle Hall. I am Kyle Hall, and that guy right there is the national champ. He is your 2022 Hornet national champion. You can't even help but smile. Justin Schlitzky, welcome to After the Checkers.
1: <laughs> Thanks for having me.
0: Absolutely. I'm excited to have you. Like last year, I had all of the national champions on, I think, except for two. I don't know that I had the Hornet national champion on, and I don't know that I had the Pierce Dot guy on either. Uh, but okay. everybody else was on and so uh, you and I know each other not great but we know each other a little bit We're we see each other at the ginger meetings all the time and, uh, <laughs> and so there was there was I think you might be the first like full blood ginger there's been a couple like you know where their beard is red or something like that but you and I were full blood ginger and as long as as long as the the eye connection is over the internet there's no danger to other people but uh, <laughs> it's if we're in the same room, you you should run. And so <laughs> <laughs> not really. That's not how it works. Uh, too late for that. <laughs> yeah, it's too late. If if you see that we're both in the same room, it's too late for you already. So um yeah, can, go ahead. Were you gonna I thought you were gonna say something there? Oh, right? no, no, yeah. you're good. Um, carry on. <laughs> and so from Waconia, Minnesota is where you is where you hail from, correct?
1: Yep. Originally, it's, I'm from Waconia. We live in Chaska now, which is 15 minutes southeast of Waconia. Yeah. Yep. Uh,
0: Just moving. You're getting closer to the equator because it's cold up here in the north.
1: Yeah. yeah. Not close enough.
0: <laughs> no, exactly. Yeah, for sure. Not close enough. So what Um, we'll get back to the racing stuff, but just getting to know Justin a little bit is what what is your like, what do you do for a living?
1: uh we do a lawn and landscape and then in the summertime uh i mainly do all landscape stuff for our company or the vast majority of it anyways uh, a lot of dirt work and stuff like that shrubs plants bushes flowers all that stuff and then we got a couple of uh crews that mow um, i help them in between if i have time which normally i don't um but we kind of all help each other usually them guys mow monday through thursday and then friday we'll all I'll go as an entire company in like a unit and do a big project and knock it out in like a half a day. Um, nice. And then we do snow removal in the wintertime. Okay. And so are pretty, you pretty, pretty busy? Yeah. It sounds like you're and Do you... is that your
0: company or you work for someone else?
1: No, I work for somebody else. My okay. of mine owns it. Um, I've actually known him okay. in my basement whole life for a very long time and uh, did a lot of our own stuff. My uncle used to have a repair shop years ago and I helped her on that um or do a lot of stuff around the shop for for many years until until it was no more um actually lost him in 2011 so the uh shop closed doors I did my own thing for for quite a while and then I started working for this landscape deal for my buddy about five years ago and okay it's just uh growing bigger and bigger every year yeah there seems to be
0: in in up where I'm around like you're obviously a couple hours south of me but up where there's a ton of landscape stuff going on around uh where I live too so it's a good, good industry to be in. And you get to be out, it's something different every single day and you get to be outside and enjoy the weather. And, and, uh, you yep. a ginger, you get to buy stock in, uh, SPF 50. I, I actually don't get burnt.
1: What? You're, yeah. Like I, like I'm getting burnt from these lights right above me right now. <laughs> I get burnt so easy. No, but, I just I just get tan in the summertime. I've never, never fried. The only time I think I've ever been super burnt, from being outside, it was 10, 12 years ago I fell asleep on the beach in Florida and that was a bad
0: deal. <laughs> oh yeah, that would be I would you could just roll me into the ocean and feed me to the sharks because I would be <laughs> yeah, I would be done. But um so and then you're you're recently I I should have asked permission to say that like you're you're engaged recently, not not too long ago.
1: Yep, yep. Yeah. We actually uh did that at the national banquet it uh yeah. in november you know uh, yeah well it was you know obviously the national national championship was a huge goal it is every year um i mean we want to win every time we go to the racetrack that's just you know um obviously have fun, race, too, right? not having exactly. fun yeah so you know we, we have a good time um but yeah you know always strive to do as good as we can but that that was a big deal for this year to really get the national title because i had it in my mind that that's where i wanted to do the engagement at, and yes. if I started inviting 40 friends to the house or to the shop, you know, to to do this, you Noel's know, gonna go. Well, why? That's kind of weird. You know, it ain't no special occasion. What's everybody coming over for? You know, so, um, you know, what better way to, to kind of cover it up, so to speak, than to celebrate the national title? You know, and then and then uh, her grandma lives like down in Rochester and stuff, and she's got some family down there and from the cities and stuff, so. They all were able to come up for the weekend, attended it. We had 21 of us, I think, were at the banquet. And then uh, I worked with the girls in the office at Wasota and put a whole deal together. Um, when I found out we could get extra jackets and uh, banners and stuff like that, uh, trophies, whatever we wanted, Yeah. Um, you know, I talked to her about it. And, uh, you know, she's like, well, it'd be pretty cool if I had a had a jacket, you know, and Figured out what they were, and she's like, "Ah, it's be all right." And I wasn't sure if I was gonna like the leather one because that's what you get for the national. Yep. And I'm I'm envisioning like a, a gloss black shiny leather jacket, <laughs> like I don't have Harley. That's not me, you know. Um. So I ordered. I was gonna order a regular one also for myself, and then she wanted one. Decide she it was fine if she didn't get one. Well, li- little did she know I already had ordered one, and I put her name on it with my last name nice. um, on it underneath of my name on it as a crew chief. So yeah, that worked out pretty good. I, I uh, talked to the girls at, at the office uh, in and they set it all up and they put everything in a box uh, for me in an order. So when I went out after we were done at the banquet, um, I was able to go in the in line, normally stand out in line for an hour to get your stuff if you don't get out there right away, you know? Yep. And uh, I was able to kind of just walk up and they had it ready to go for me, grabbed it. We went in, um, you know, had it all set up and then uh, we had all lined up with uh, the photographer for the event, Um, you know, and, uh, he always you know, take pictures throughout it and then take pictures, you know, of everybody, you know, after. And so I had talked to him previously. So he was in on it. He knew all about it. And I'm thinking, well, what better way to do this than we got a professional photographer, we got everybody helping do this. I got a way to get everybody on board. Everybody oh, is there. there. Yes, yes. But I only told her parents and my brother about it because my brother had to have the ring on him because he couldn't. I couldn't put it in my suit because you right. obviously see it. Right. Um, and then I and then I obviously had to ask her dad uh, for permission. So right. her parents, knew about my brother, and that's it. So the other nineteen or eighteen people that were with had no idea this was going down. So, perfect. you know, we got the shock from everybody as a surprise, um, but it worked out, it worked out pretty cool. You know, I, I got, uh, got the box of stuff and we're taking pictures of everybody and then pictures with us. And I, I grabbed the jacket out of there and handed her her jacket. And then I, I had, you know, had mine when she knew that I was getting an extra one. So she didn't even pay no attention to the name on it. Right. So she got it two national jackets myself and she's this holding one. So we took pictures and she handed it back, never even looked at it. And I turned around to put the, put the uh, jackets in the box, back in the box. And while we were taking pictures with the jackets, my brother went behind us and put the ring in the box. So it was pretty, pretty well planned. And, uh, you know, there was a lot a of choreography going on here, Justin. This is there, awesome. There, there was a lot that went into that. And uh, man, I I couldn't, have, you know, did it without the help of Wissod and all, all the girls in the office and everything that helped, you know, put that together it up for me. Have it ready to go. Uh, you know, with the pictures. just I mean, there was a lot of pieces to that puzzle and it has been the works for a while. Uh, so it was pretty awesome to, you know, see it come together. Yeah. I mean, perfect. It, it couldn't have went any better.
0: That is awesome. The, the, the faith that you have in your, in your to be wife that she was going to say, yes, like you have a leather jacket embroidered. Months before you even asked. That's some faith right there. Like there she could have like said, ah, let me think on it. Then like you would have this jacket.
1: Yeah. Oh no. There, there there was no doubt. That that's been something that she's actually kind of been him hot, and poking at me for a while about. Yeah. And uh, you know, I just I had to keep kind of stalling because, you know, as the season went on, you know, the national championship was looking, you know, better and better. The closer we got to the end of the right. year, you know, obviously it wasn't guaranteed until you know pretty close to the very end but right. um you know that's why we was pretty adamant we're we're traveling anywhere in the country we can go because we got to get this done and that yeah. was a big part of it you know that was that was almost um you know as important of a reason to get it as just to get it
0: yeah i would so, say in in the long run you know a, a banner you know there behind you and a couple of big trophies is nice but man that's you get your wife for the rest of your life like that's that's uh that's a little more important than the national championship I would say so you're you're racing there was some pretty
1: yeah. big reasons there you're racing yep yep yeah. and, and the and the cool part that she is 100 on board for all of that um you know I mean that the amount of time that I spend in the shop I'm, I'm sure you know a million other guys out there that race they're the same way but, you know, when my job, you know, the lawn and landscape, it's not a nine to five deal. You know, I yeah, don't come home and yeah, punch out you might out get not home, until 10. home. Right. There, there's days I leave at 4.30 in the morning and I'm probably rolling back in, in the yard at nine, you know, <laughs> especially, you know, when it's later, light out later in the year. But I don't like to leave jobs unfinished. So if we can get it done that day, we will, right. um, you know, just got to make sure to take care take care of work. Um, you know, and they're super good to me. You know, if we got a race or someplace we need to go or a certain time, I got to leave by for Some something. Time off. Yep. Not they You don't even question it. As long as I take care of my end of stuff, everything's good. Nice. Um, so that's, so that's a big deal, but yeah, she's, she's on board. She helps out a ton. Cause like uh, last year, um, we went up to, uh, <laughs> to run for a event for the national or the suicide awareness night and it got postponed earlier in the year then we went up there to run it and and then it was a big event because we lost a friend of ours to suicide a couple years ago so that that meaningful that weekend that race night probably meant more than any race we attended last year that's um i I found out about it last year on sheer accident i went up there to try the track and i'm like i went up there to watch and get food i'm like what are all these big trophies up here and uh, come to find out that's what it was, you know. And I learned about the event and the and the reason behind it and everything that goes into it. And I'm like, wow, uh, you know, that's awesome. We need to we need to support an event like that, you know. And then we lost a friend of ours. Yeah. Um. So it you even became more. I'll, I'll correct you. You didn't find
0: out about that by sheer accident. There, there was there was reasons you found out about it.
1: Yeah, that, that's probably a good point. Yeah. yeah, I never thought about that that way before. Um, but yeah, it was. We had lost him before I went up there that one year and found out about it. Um, you know, so, that, so then we went up there to race it the second time they scheduled it. And uh, we went up there. Um, I don't even remember where I finished in the heat race, but we were, we were the last class to run up there. And it was like it was raining. It was so foggy.
0: Yeah, that's you, how superior. When that sand. fog rolls in, it's just nasty.
1: It's, it's like you seen... say, it's like rain. Yeah. I've never seen nothing like, you know, at a racetrack or not at an event, you know. Um, So, you know, they kind of waited a little bit at intermission and then they ended up canceling the event. And I'm like, damn, you know, I mean, we're three and a half, four hours from I was just going
0: to say, just to set the context, like Chaska is at minimum three to three and a half, maybe four hours away from Gondek Law. So you're a lot ways from home. And Hornets famously don't travel like you're like famously don't travel they like they may be two tracks as long as you're within a half an hour and and you're four hours from home
1: yeah yeah and so we you know that's twice we went up there didn't get to run for it and then they rescheduled it for the following week and they moved the race time up an hour earlier well we Mm -hmm. get a hard time getting up there by the time seven o'clock rolls and I normally got a Message somebody up there to have somebody draw for me draw because, for you. yeah, you know, for me to get off, you know, work or get done, and her too to get home in time for us to head up there. It's we're all we're always rolling the door at seven o'clock looking for a spot to park, you know. <laughs> and uh, so when they when they moved it back to the following week and they said the races are going to start at six o'clock on a Friday night, and I'm like, oh man,
0: oh my dude, that's this? gonna be, I gotta get that's gonna be at tough.
1: noon, yeah, so. The other problem we had with that was we had a race for that traveling series for the Impact Survival Series we were on in Norway, Michigan on Saturday. So I'm like, well, I'm not driving Superior to turn around and come home, you know, to get uh, to get a different car. Right. And then go back up to Michigan. So two cars do not fit in the trailer by themselves, just driving them in. So we decided, well, we're going to try to put two cars in the trailer. I used to do it years ago when I ran escorts with somebody else. Um, with the stock bumpers, they will fit bumper to bumper, but they touch the front wall and the back door. I mean, talking, I can really shut the door.
0: Yeah. Well,
1: running the Cavalier now, the Cavalier is a little bit longer of a car. Um, so we ended up putting the enduro car for Michigan in that trailer first. And I got a bench at the front of the trailer that's, I don't know, maybe not quite four feet off the ground. So when you drive it in, the hood's got a couple inches at best to clear. Yep. And, and, and uh, the only way to get the car we lapped them. So we we end up jacking up the car, the enduro car. We put two sets of tires underneath the back tires. To 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 tip tip the car like this, you know. Meanwhile, we're pushing up on the bench with the hood of the car because it, you know, it's angled now and uh got the Cavalier in the back of the trailer and uh, it fit. So we, you know, went up to, went up to Superior and uh, ran that. I got in the heat race, but I ended up winning the feature, you know, won that, won that uh, trophy. And, uh, you know, I got, I got to meet the, meet the family. Cause the way that works every class that um, does it, they have like a family that sponsors the trophy for that night. That's great. Um, you know, so we, we got to meet the family that, that sponsored the class. You know, they told us a story about their son, you know, with the suicide stuff. Um, you know, and then we were wearing our buddies. We, we made memorial shirts for a friend of ours the year that it happened. Um, so we were wearing his shirts instead of our racing shirts up there, you know, so then they asked about, about everything, and, uh, you know, we just kind of got to talking in Victory Lane, you know, while being interviewed. And I, I don't know that I've ever had that emotional of a speech my entire life. Yeah. And, I, and yeah. I've had a fair share of them. Um, but that's just, it meant a lot. Yeah, um, no,
0: that's, like I said, that those kinds of things don't come together accidentally. Like those things happen, like you meet the people you meet because of who you are and the things that you're meant to accomplish kind of a thing. And so that is, um, that's awesome that that happened. So you've told me the rest of this story and it, it bears, because like I said, Hornet guys don't, don't travel.
1: And so, so you
0: go from superior to Michigan.
1: Yep. 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 And then, and then, uh, so, so we're in Michigan, we raced up there. Um, and the way that series works in Michigan, or, or for the ISS series, impacts Rival series, they keep the first and second place car because it keeps the cost down. You okay. can buy the car back, but they go on eBay. They they get auctioned off. But it's a big payout. If if we have a 100-car start, it's $5,000 to win.
0: Yeah, that's so you know,
1: And But if you only have 50, then it's 2500 to win. Okay. And second place is half of whatever first is. So if you only got 50 cars start and you get second place, you get $1,250 Yeah. And you got to give up your car. And you give You, up you your have car. the option to turn it down. What's that?
0: And you have to give up your car. That is uh, that's.
1: Yep. It, you don't have to, it is a choice, but if you, if you choose to keep it, you get no points or pay for the event. Well then and why do the event? Yeah. We're right. And, and we've won the championship in that series the last two years in a row. So, you know, I, we're, we're going up there. I'm trying to lose a car every time we're going you know right yeah if we get it back we get it back if we don't we don't um you know but luckily enough we went up to there and uh, I actually won the event um so that helped because I didn't have to haul out a car home so five thousand
0: dollars in cash fits in the trailer way better than a car yeah
1: yeah fit right in the truck <laughs>
0: yeah exactly
1: <laughs> so, okay so, so where we- do
0: we go from here then so now we're we're in we're in way northern Michigan
1: yep. Where is the next race, Justin? So we were supposed to go to uh, Granite City Motor Park on that Sunday. We're gonna drive back from Superior, from uh, Northern Michigan, leave leave from the hotel Sunday morning, and just head to Granite City and race there um, that night, and then you know go home. And I I don't, I can't remember if they were just a regular night or if that was championship night. Um, But whatever, we're on our way home you know, and it's raining out up there. So we're, you know, we're on watching, you know, social media and stuff and looking Grand City rains out, they canceled. And we're like, well, I guess we can go home. And then I'm like, where else is racing? So we start going on my race pass and see what, what else runs on a Sunday night. And we got two choices and it's either Bemidji or uh, Warton, South Dakota, and neither one are close. No. For my house, they're both about four and a half hours, I believe it was what it was. But maybe you might be a little further. Uh, problem was we didn't have tires for neither track because the gearing is that's the only way we could change the gears in a in a Hornet car. Yeah. yeah. Change tire 14s size. Thirteens or 15s or sixteens. Yeah. Yep. Right. So, um, you know, Noel's with, and uh, my buddy Chad. He's been coming with the last year and a half or so. Um, pitting for the, all the enduro stuff, because when we have the 300 lap races, we, we, they throw a red and you do a mandatory pit on track and you got to bring your, like your pit cart out, gas tires, right? You get 10 minutes to do everything you need to do and be back in the car. So about 15 minute time-lapse, they're going back to green and you right. got to be ready and everybody's got to be off the track. Um, so he, he, he came with for the weekend. She was with for the weekend and I'm you know driving back. We find out that they canceled. And we talked about it a little bit and they almost at the same time, they said, well, if we're going to go for the national championship, where are we going? Yeah. And I said, are you guys sure? I said, it's going to be late when we get home. I mean, we all had to work Monday. Nobody. Like it's going to be
0: tomorrow on. when we get home.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Because yeah. you know, we, we plan for running in Granite city, you know, typically we'd be home by probably 11 o'clock. Right. And uh, I mean, Noah was hundred percent supportive. I think she was even her idea to go to Watertown cause we were debating now if we were going to turn around, go back up to mid year, go to South Dakota. And, uh, and she, she made the good point. She said, well, Adams in Watertown, he's second in points. If we're going to go chase points and take points away should...
0: from him and gain points yourself. Right.
1: Right. And, which was a valid point. Yeah. Um, so that's what we did. Went out there, never even seen the track, never been there in my life. Um, kind of figured what the tire size was we, we needed, um, I don't know, went home, we grabbed tires and, uh, threw the pit cart out quick and we were back, we're back. on the road. We fueled up outside of town or maybe a little ways down the road, whatever it was, drove all the way there. I talked to the guy that runs the place with the promoter, um, you know, let him know where we were coming from. The fact that we we're coming from Michigan, Yeah. um, you know, heading home and, uh, they drew for me. We rolled in the gate. The the people at the uh, concession stand to, to get your pit pass just waved us through. Just, yeah, just go just unload. go get unloaded. Yeah. And uh so we unloaded quick. And I we were unloaded, and I have all my stuff in the car in a matter of a, a few minutes. Um, but we had changed tires when we got there. So we're changing tires. I'm getting ready. My buddy's changing tires. Noel went up and bought our three pit passes. Meanwhile, while we're doing this, heat one's lining up. Or, oh, or, like, my goodness. or like Hornet, I think the Hornets might only had one or two heats and I don't remember. but we were like about to be in staging and I didn't even know where the hell staging was. I didn't <laughs> know where to go. I didn't, I had no clue. So I get in the car and we went and, uh, you know, ran it, moved up decent in the, in the heat race. And I think I ended up getting second in the feature. Um, Perfect. you know, and it was just like, what, what a weekend, you know, cause, yes. uh, if i recall i think carter won that night you know so we were second um adam might have been third you know fun little track i i wish it wasn't so dang far away because we'd probably go a little more frequent but um well actually probably not because we're we're pretty pretty much gonna run Granite. that's that's our like a home home away from home yeah Yeah. um but I, i i like casino we did end up going out there one other time towards the end of the year and running again um yeah. but yeah it was, a, it was a pretty pretty cool deal we and we gained a little points in the championship hunt um so it was it was just a win-win yeah but, but the fact that that her and my and my buddy chad were i mean they almost decided Watch well, it. they did decide i left <laughs> up to them i, I was <laughs> like well we, we can just go home we'll you know race next week and then they're kind of like well no we're not if, yeah if we're gonna run let's run
0: yeah
1: okay sounds yeah. good to me so
0: it's, those oh, it's are the, cool. the the kind of cool, you know, 10, 15, you know, you and Noel are going to get married and you'll have kids and, and 15, 20 years from now, you get to tell them those kind of cool stories of when your mom and I were dating stories, you know, right. and, and that'll be, there'll be some sort of life lesson that as a dad, you turn that whole thing into a life lesson about perseverance or never giving up or whatever it is. And, uh, um, yeah. It, it, those are those are the fun stories mm-hmm. like I'm reminded of uh it wasn't last year I think it was the year before where uh Shane Zabraski and Tyler Peterson are running for the modified national championship and they're literally you know single digit points away from each other and they're both racing in Bemidji got done loaded up and and they for whatever reason Bemidji had had a day race I don't know if it was a a rain out makeup or something like that, but they had a middle of the day race. They got done there, loaded their stuff up and drove all the way down to St. Cloud and and same kind of story. Come rushing in, you know, right at the last second, unload the car, roll up onto the track and and go racing. Shane didn't make it because he he uh well he got a brief roadside consultation from a Minnesota state trooper and that caused that was that was the 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 15 minute delay that didn't get him to the track in time. But yeah. Tyler made it it, I remember hearing about that. Yeah, it didn't. It didn't end up making a difference in the national championship. But those are the kind of cool, fun stories. You know, just some windshield time. We're racing, man. No matter what, we're going one more time, one more time, one more time.
1: Yep. Yeah, that that deal going from uh, Norway, Michigan to home to our town was like on, on the GPS was almost 11 hours, and that didn't count. stop stopping for fuel. Yeah. No. No stops. Yeah. And then, and, and it was literally if you need anything, you got, as long as this thing takes to pump and you'd be able to be back in the truck. Yeah, and run, exactly. Run yeah. On. I
0: will leave you at this, this super <laughs> America gas station. Yeah. And so, yeah, those are, those are fun stories, man. So,
1: yeah, know, okay. yeah. so yeah.
0: the last question I was going to change a little bit here is you you've won at, at every, like you've win dirt track on short tracks, you win enduro's that are 200, 300 lap races, Um, where you're pit stopping in, in, in all, you know, it's all Hornet style cars, front wheel drive, you know, four cylinder type cars. Um, You're, you're a proven winner. You've done it for a long time in this class or in classes similar to this. I want you, I want you to put your coach cap on and give advice to the people that are chasing you. What, what is, what is your advice? For someone that wishes to dethrone the champ,
1: um, I would say probably the biggest thing is to make sure you bring bringing good equipment to the to the track. You go home and uh, make sure the car is right, set it up. You know, whatever you want to change or do. I mean, we can't do a ton of stuff to these cars, um. But I mean, we when we race, we race say like on Friday. We come home, car gets unloaded. I look over the entire car go through it, make sure there ain't nothing bent or, you know, right. a bushing going bad or something loose. Um, you know, just spend some time on the car, making sure you're bringing, bringing something good. Um, because if you got something that's not good, then the car won't be consistent. It'll be right. different every time you're on the track. Right.
0: So, um, so I'm
1: hearing what I, what I know, hear they're, they're,
0: when you're saying that, what I hear is control the controllables.
1: Yeah. You right. know, you, you can't be consistent if the car is not consistent. Um, I feel like, um, and there's absolutely no exception for seat time. You, you can't have enough of it. You know, uh, I'm sure there's plenty of people, you know, when I do good or, you know, whatever might say this or that, but when I'm going out and, and we run, um, what, like not counting the Enduros last year, just the weekly stuff and some other stuff we ran i had 92 races we ran between the heat and features say Plus say that enduro. again say that again so the people in the back hear you so last last year if not counting the enduro series so just between heat races and features and then we went to like some events at the end of the year where we ran a couple a couple of days show you know doing some other stuff yep um just between those, I had 92 races I ran between a heat and a feature, nice. you know, whether there are eight lap heats or 15 or 20 lap features or yeah. 30 lap feature. Yep. So just so that's roughly,
0: so in, in shows, like the way with soda counts, that is in shows you're 45 ish shows.
1: I had 46 with shows last 46 year. 46
0: shows. Yeah. So that's, yep. that's crazy. And, and in Hornets, you're only counting 20, right? Yes, yeah so for yeah. for that for the points counting races, it is your top 20 shows out of how many ever you do and it and for comparison's sake Hornet guys aren't nobody does 40 shows like like there it's the amount of people that are doing 40 shows are mm-hmm. slim like I would say less than five that are doing 40 shows a year. it's mostly, Maybe two tracks. Uh, you know, so you, if each track races 10, 12, 13 times, that's 25 to maybe 30 shows kind of a thing. Um, right. And so it's, it's putting on the miles. And like you say, if, if you've got a, a bad ball joint or a, like it's maintenance on a Hornet, all of these cars are 20 year old, 25, 30 year old cars that you guys are racing. And right and ball joints and tie rod ends and, and drive axle, you know, you have two independent drive axles, all of that stuff. It's, it's all preventable stuff. You, if you're, if you're looking at it, that, that stuff should never break on you because you neglected maintenance.
1: Right. Yep. 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 Yeah. And it's, you know, so just, just going through the car and making sure that it's, it's good to go. Um, you know, but like, in then like seat time, you, you factor in, you think, you think about it, you got a 20, 15 or 20 lap feature in a eight lap heat race, you know? Um, so you got less than 30 laps in a night, right? While we're going and running this traveling enduro series that is on asphalt, some are asphalt, some are dirt, the dirts are 200, the asphalts are 300. Yeah. So we're getting 300 laps in, in one day. 10 nights to- of racing right yeah so so you factor seat time on how to make a car do things and what does what and you know learn how to drive that car yeah you get two hours and 300 laps if you make it to the end to figure it out so you know with us you know running as much as we do and as much as i have in the past and then running this enduro series full-time in the last couple of years you just you can't you can't there's no substitute for it you know right, seat time right. is seat time and I, that there's I, your, I don't think you can have too much of it
0: inevitably you're uh whether on purpose or whether serendipitously you're teaching yourself patience too because you're 300 laps like you're there for 300 laps and if you go out and break on lap 20 well then yep. that was a big ass waste of time and so you have to and you are famous for you know where did he come from because you're you're typically starting in the back of a field where like in, and all of a sudden on lap six of 12, here comes the 14 and all of a sudden you're in fourth place and you're there. And then by lap one, you're, uh, you're coming out of four, making the pass because I think you understand it, you, it only matters if you lead one lap. You only I just lead that one lap at the end. You don't have to lead 12 out of 12 no. if you start 10th kind of thing. And that's, um, if if there's if I have one criticism of the Hornet slash Sport Compact class, it's you don't have to lead lap one from row five,
1: like right? <laughs> no, no, no reason to not, go six
0: wide into turn one.
1: Yeah, no, and you're I mean, unfortunately, that is a hundred percent right. Yeah, you know we we run a heat and a feature, you know, on a weekly deal, and I'll have a car more banged up than I have after. 300 laps. The, this Entero yeah. Series, you know, it, 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 it's it got, uh, I mean, it's not everybody's, you know, as good as everybody else, obviously. You got a pretty wide range of drivers there, but the vast majority of the people that run that series or run it the majority of the time or all the time are damn good at being clean. They might not right. be the fastest car out there, but got they're going to gonna make every lap that they can, and, and it's clean. Like two two years ago, I think it was, I put a new car together, um, ran that car, 300 lap race i got with it so i kept the car the next time out with it it was another 300 lap race i won with it it had one donut mark on the side of it and that was it in 600 laps yeah you know and sometimes we can't even get a heat race in without you know incident happening or whatever yeah exactly and really i think you know if you a lot more people would run these enduros i mean there's some in minnesota too that i like the county fair stuff which ain't quite the same level um yeah but for it, sure not it, it teaches you a lot on patience and driving and you know I, I mean I got a pretty good amount of, of friends that we you know always used to ride, race at Raceway Park in Shakopee and down at Elko Speedway and stuff too that um you know they it, I always thought it was silly because back then that was like 20 2009 to 13 I raced at Raceway Park and it was like a quarter mile little paperclip minimal banking and, uh, everybody I always used, I always used to hear, if you could be fast at Raceway Park, you can be fast anywhere, Anywhere, yeah. and I just, you know, I'm like, yeah, well, whatever, you know, and, uh, but I tell you, I don't know, but that's come out to be pretty true because there's quite a few, I can probably think of a dozen guys that can go race someplace and it don't even matter where or what size track, but you learn how to drive at Raceway Park and you're good. You know, you you know how to get around the corner because the the biggest thing there was you had to be able to get around the corner. It was tight corners, no banking. I mean, not much. I I think it was like eight degrees or 11 degrees. It was pretty flat. Yep. So if you can make a car work around a raceway park, you can make work just anywhere. That's
0: perfect. So,
1: and that's where I started racing.
0: Yeah. And it's all. So pretty, pretty cool. It goes from from that. And like you say, you're, you're the amount of seat time you're, you're getting a season's worth of racing in, in one night for, for a lot of people don't turn 300 laps in a night. And I, and then you're saying the two, the 200 lappers are on dirt. That's, that's a half a season or better for most right. people on dirt. And so seat time, seat time, seat time and, and prep. So, okay. So we do this thing yep. on the show. Uh, and this has become more meaningful for you in the in recent couple days here is it's called the your mth.com rapid fire questions and you just <laughs> you just announced today uh yep. not today when you're watching this but today as we're recording this um yep. you just announced today your big new sponsor is uh minnesota trek headquarters they've been yep. a supporter of this show for a long time um, i'm i'm gonna let you I, i'm always the guy saying hey go down there They got five different locations and any kind of vehicle that you want, whether it's a commercial vehicle or a freaking pimped out Corvette, they got it all, but it's your turn to, this is your first commercial for, for Minnesota truck headquarters.
1: Well, I mean, I, obviously they're, they're well known and only getting more well-known as time goes on. Um, We're super, super excited to have them on board. Um, And I I plan to to not just have them on my Obasota stuff, uh i'm gonna put them on everything so you do the travel and enduro series with it um anything that we go out and do i'm gonna have them on the car um it's kind of the plan but yeah they obviously got got a lot of equipment a lot of a lot of stuff a lot of different stuff and yeah from a car sedan convertible sports car SUV truck commercial truck they got it all so yeah definitely definitely check them out if you're looking for a vehicle make sure you tell them that justin from schlitzky racing sent you
0: or uh, (laughs) yeah justin and kyle uh, i heard on there uh, tell them that they tell we both sent you in so
1: yeah yeah do it together
0: exactly (laughs) So,
1: so yeah super excited for that
0: yeah no that'll be it's a they're great people to work with huge race sponsors um uh supporters and so if, if you're watching this, there's a really, really good chance that you are into racing in one way, shape, or form as a spectator, driver, pit crew, owner, whatever. Go give those boys your mth.com. Click on their website, look at their vehicles. If you're if you're in the market for new vehicle, at least give them a shot at earning your business. So, um, having said that, question number one of the rapid fire questions here, Justin. And and I specifically chose this question for you because. I, I might've seen you in every one of these at some point or another Chevy Ford or Dodge.
1: Uh, which one do I prefer? Yeah. Uh, Chevy. Definitely. Chevy? You're a Cavi guy. Yeah. yeah. But I've I'm seen, just Chevy in general. I, I've seen well, you in esports,
0: and, and I've seen, yeah. I think I've seen you in a neon a time or two. Um,
1: yeah, we we had a neon at one point for a very short stint. Um, wasn't a big fan of it. Got rid of that car pretty quick. Um, but yeah, the Cavaliers, uh, we've obviously had good success with the Escorts, um which are Ford, but they're the GTs actually a Mazda drivetrain. Right. Um, yeah. And then yeah. the Enduro series, I've actually run a Nissan Sentra as well. So, so yeah, we've got a couple of different brands we've run over the over the last couple of years. Nice. Nice. But Chevy, Chevy
0: is the top one. You're a bow tie guy.
1: Yep. The yard is full of them. Nice. It's Chevy, Chevy <laughs> yeah. truck, Chevy, Chevy car, Chevy, whatever we're, we're doing is yeah, definitely Chevy orientated.
0: That's going to be uh, all of, all of that junkyard out there that every racer has. That's the thing that you should be thanking Noel for supporting. <laughs> yeah, oh, oh, I know.
1: Um, I know. Yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, what was Justin Schlitzky's very first ever job as a young young kid?
1: Uh, I actually, when I believe I was maybe twelve, I used to come home from school, and I would, would ride my bike from New Germany, a little tiny town, out to Wednesday, which is about a fifteen minute drive. Probably take me in order to ride my bike there to my uncle's shop, and I just started working there that young sweeping the floor nice and uh i'd be there till nine o'clock at night he'd throw my bike in the back of the truck and drive me home and that's that's what i did i've been i've been working since then um i actually worked for him at that shop for 14 years until we lost him in 2011
0: that's crazy and
1: uh went from pushing brooms to running the chassis dyno and running doing all the towing and a lot of the customer stuff and billing and had a pretty big hand in everything uh you know tor- towards the end there
0: that's fantastic that's fantastic so so first job and long time job at that
1: first job and it was for 14 years yep. yeah that's great so
0: um this is a, a this is a uh a pondering type question is do you eat or drink soup
1: uh i definitely eat soup and then yeah. maybe drink a little bit what's left when I'm done.
0: Yeah, I, that's exactly what my answer is. I think you eat it until there's not much left and then you drink it. And so that's, I think it's both. I think it's one of those rare foods that you can eat and drink.
1: It's definitely both because if you're eating chicken noodle soup, you can't drink the chicken.
0: Yeah, there you go. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Or the noodles. Yeah, and so. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> Um question number 4 of the yourmth.com rapid fire questions is what do you do as a hobby outside of racing?
1: Um that's a good question because that's about all we do. Yeah. Um we even do a little bit in the winter time. Yes, you um, do. Yeah. So so we we are definitely uh racing oriented number one, I would say hobby wise besides that. Um snowmobile on our four-wheel maybe otherwise uh i used to actually have a mud truck back in the day and we 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 do some mud events like memorial weekend labor day weekend we normally go for the weekend but even those would be a competition thing right um it depends you can just do it for for fun they do have a couple of classes like they have beater cross and stuff up there now you can race and then they have uh trucks like a series you can race the truck on on a track um, but if you just have a mud truck, you can just go play when you want, have a good time, just get dirty. Um, pretty much as long as it's got uh, got a motor of some sort, we're doing it. Um, other than that. that, that's probably other than okay. Maybe a we'll bowling plane, darts, or something, but it's usually pretty pretty well motor orientated. <laughs> yeah,
0: I love it. That's that's nothing wrong with that, my friend. So um last question and the last question is always just a little bit deeper little more philosophical uh in the, yep. the question that i come up with here for you this time is what would the name of justin schlitzky's book
1: be life is short play hard
0: oh that you like you've thought about that before
1: well the reason i say that is because we have it on the back of the trailer and uh we years ago that I don't even remember where it initially come from, but it was kind of just a silly saying we came up with. Yeah. Um, it was actually my uncle's because he used to do truck and tractor pull and my aunt and my uncle did.
0: Okay, sure.
1: So as I, as I worked at the shop for all those years, that's what I used to do in the summertime before I started racing. It was kind of silly because I could, I could tune and help build and assemble, you know, 1500 to 2000, 2500 horse motors. And then I start this four on their stuff and I'm literally starting from scratch. scratch, yeah, yeah, And uh, I can tune your blower motor, this, you know, <laughs> alcohol injected, not a problem. Um, so, you know, it's kind of, kind of weird, but we, we, he put that on the back of his pulling tractor, which when I say tractor, it's not much of a yeah, tractor. No. Yeah, exactly. it, it had made 10,000 horse. It had four motors on it. And, uh, but on the back of that, it said, life, we short, play hard. And, uh, you know, it was always kind of just a silly thing we said, but we, you know, it sounded kind of cool. And uh, out of absolute nowhere uh, back in 2011, uh, he kind of was one of them guys that never really went to a doctor type deal. And uh, we went to a, he went to a pull in Louisville, Kentucky in February. I stayed back to help run the shop. Um, just usually what I did sure. uh, for that event. And uh, he come back home and finally went in cause he just could not get rid of this cold he thought he had. And he went to the doctor three times And, uh, they told me I had bronchitis and, Mm. uh, after the third time I go in, they did a chest x-ray and found he had stage four lung cancer and he, we lost him six months later. Yeah. That's so that, that whole life is short, play hard thing that went from a silly saying to that is literally our life motto now.
0: Um,
1: you know, and I don't think that we have dialed back racing, um, since ever, you know, it just seems to keep on kind of going up. And it's got a lot to do with that saying, you know, it's, that's what we do. And if we're going to do it, and and I get this a lot from him that, uh, if you're going to go do it, you do it a hundred percent or, you or stay home. Yeah. There, there is no A or B. Like if there's a wedding, you're missing it. If there's a funeral, you're unfortunately probably missing it. If there's a birthday party, I'll send you a card, but we're making the show because just like racing, the truck pulling stuff was you, you got points per event. Right. If you missed one event throughout the entire summer, you're done. Y- you're done. Yep. The, the racing is a little more forgiving, you know, with them taking the best 20 shows or 30 shows for the upper classes. Um, But the truck pulling stuff, you got 30 points to win, 29 for second, and went down by one. So if you missed a show, you're you missed 30 points, you're right. out. Right. So there now is you no. Can't make option. That up. Right. So you, if you're doing it, you do it 100%. And that's the way I've lived basically from before I started racing and it yeah. just carried over. And I mean, it, we're not looking to go in and run, you know, 15 events this summer. We're, you know, going to go out and run 40 plus I'm sure again. So. Love it. Love it. Well, that's the, it's, it's even
0: better that there's a story behind the title of your non-existent book. And so that is, <laughs> uh, that's something to like, when you're 65 years old and you finally hang up the helmet, that like maybe there should be a book and that should be the name of it kind of thing even if it's a coloring book or something that would be pretty badass life is short yeah. For hearing, so
1: yeah but, we can have pictures of the cars and stuff in it to yeah, for the kids to yeah, color or that, something, would be cool. maybe.
0: that would be cool <laughs> um okay last segment of the show is called the rascal aluminum pay it forward question and this is always one of my absolute favorite parts of the show um guests that watch the show that have, that have, you know, watched the shows and now they're on the show. They always get nervous about this part because they know they're going to have to come up with a question. And so, um, okay. <laughs> uh, the whole thing is brought to you by Rascal aluminum, which is it, they're uh, this up and coming kind of blowing up aluminum company, three different locations now throughout Minnesota, um, kind of up North by Moorhead, uh, down in central Minnesota Litchfield area, and then over by the Metro as well. Um, and they'll, they'll figure out how to get aluminum to you. If you're, if you're building a fish house, building a race car, hopefully you're not building a fish house right now. It's freaking March. Uh, and so, um, we need to be building race cars right now. So, um, yep. if you, if you need, tin, <laughs> need aluminum for the race car, they've got every color, give them a shout on Facebook, rascal aluminum, uh, on Facebook, give them a shot. So perfect. This is where my last guest gets to ask you a question. You are going to ask my next guest a question. And we're okay. going from the late model class down to the Hornet class. And I and they're only here and here just because there has to be one at the bottom and one at the top, right? Um well. <laughs> compet, competition is competition. And so um I don't know if this is somebody that you even know. Maybe you know him by name, or maybe you see him in the pits from time to time. Uh it's a guy by the name of Kevin Eater. Do you know Kevin?
1: I don't know. No, we don't. We, where we race or the late model classes, they're, they're a whole lot. There's not a lot,
0: know. not a lot around for sure. So yeah. So Kevin Eater is a is a late model driver from over in Wisconsin. Um, super cool guy. When we chatted on the phone or on the on the Facebook call here, um, it was he was super cool guy. I'd never met him either, but I was excited to have him on the show, and it was it was a lot of fun talking to him. Um. His question for you is, what is your biggest racing
1: pet peeve? Oh, boy. My biggest racing pet peeve. Like, in general or on the track? I Did he specify? I, he did not specify. So, it could be, like,
0: people that park too close to you in the pits, people that show up after draw and just park anywhere. Like, that might be – maybe you are your own pet peeve. Maybe um. – <laughs> Maybe well, it's that, that, going six wide into turn one on on the green flag lap, but whatever it is.
1: I would say God, that's a that's a good question. It is a good um, question. I thought, man, that is a great question. You know, probably and I don't want I don't want this to come off wrong or so negative, but I, I would say maybe a pet peeve uh on the racing aspect would be that um people that are you know out there racing and rather than complain rather than working on their car and making sure it's to the T, ready to go, and practicing and trying things and doing that, they'd rather complain about the fast guy versus put the effort in than to try guy. to beat that guy. Yeah. And no. you know what? Back when we used to race at Raceway Park, we used to race, no joke, there would be 30 to 40 cars hornets a night. Wow, and they would do an inversion and a pill draw. So if you did good, you could be starting in twentieth. And we ran twenty-five lap features, and it's asphalt, so it's too wide racing, and the outside groove was hard to race. Right, and uh, you know, you just you had to be, you know, on good it. to to do that. And when I started racing there, and there's twenty guys that can win, I learned from them, and I put in the effort on what I could do to try to improve myself in the car to beat them because um you know i don't want to give it to me that's you know the fun of it is racing you should be enjoying it yeah but put in the effort to be successful you know if if you choose that that's how far you want to go with it so
0: your your uh your biggest pet peeve is the it must be nice guy
1: i mean kinda yeah. i guess you could say that you yeah. know i mean it must be nice to be that fast right things don't happen overnight. And, you know, like we talked earlier that enduro series we have last year, we had seven races. Um, normally it's eight races a year. Um, we had six of those were 300 laps, you know, and then another one, was 200. So I'd look yeah. at all those yeah. laps I run. 2, and look laps. At all the, That's
0: 2000
1: yeah, laps. Yeah. Plus the was stuff, right? Yeah. So All of that time, effort, work and driving. You know, um, there's a lot that goes into it and I've learned a lot. I, I, this, this is a prime example. Four years ago was the first time I ran that Enduro Series. Never, I mean, I went to like one or two events before that, never ran a series like that before. Um, and uh, we started racing it and I went into the last race of the year, uh, my rookie year, I guess you could say. Uh, we were 10 points out at first, which is very doable when you have 80 90 cars because right, you get yeah. one point per spot right and uh the guy that was leading it went out early and all i had to do was finish the race and i would have won the championship my first year and like four laps to go before the break i had a rear main seal peel out of the motor and i ran the motor out of oil uh, so I, I i ended up didn't finish either i ended up going from second in points to fourth in points instead of a championship i come back out the next year and i thought well, hell, we did so good last year. I'm just going to go all out and try to win every yeah. race. I'm not even kidding. I think I put the car in the trailer, broke almost every event. I even rolled the car because I, I got stuffed up into a dead car, pushing the envelope too much on yeah. a gap that wasn't big enough. Yeah, And uh, it really made me go, shit, Pressings. I need to back up a little bit, Uh, be more patient, watch what I'm doing. And, uh, you know, making sure the car is good. And I did that. And we've won the championship two years in a row at that series now.
0: Yeah, that's awesome.
1: So, yeah. definitely. That's uh, lessons
0: Learned. That's, that might be it, the title it, of the show,
1: Lessons Learned. It is. It, yeah. it definitely, you know, we've had a lot of success, you know, fortunately. Um, I've had a, help, a lot of help along the way. A lot of sponsors have been on the car for a long time. Um, I can't do this by myself. It absolutely is not a one-man show. Um, but seat time, there's no ex- exception for it. Um, you know, put in the effort, do what you can do and learn from it. And in time you will get just as fast or faster.
0: Yeah, for um, sure.
1: So I like those. Cool.
0: You're you're like I like you got great answers, Justin. So okay, okay. <laughs> you've got great answers. Do you have great questions? Uh so the second half of the pay it forward question is you have to ask the next guest a question. Everybody always thinks it's gonna be a driver, and it's not a driver. And so it is world famous. Maybe we'll find out uh, when we interview him, maybe the best promoter of racing, dirt track racing ever. Uh, A guy by the name of Chris Steppen. Everybody knows Chris. Uh, I I know Chris. Yeah. And so Chris is the next guest on the show. And we're going to talk about his what what's coming up for 2023 with all the FYE stuff we're going to find out what in the hell FYE stands for. Uh we're going to find out about uh he's he's the new like guy for the Wasota late model challenge series. Um, yeah, I see so, that. Yeah, we're we're going to find out about all of that stuff, but what would your question for Chris Steppen be?
1: Oh boy. Um I would say well, it would be a good question for him because he, I mean, he, he does more for racing or in racing than probably anybody does. Yeah. He does it yeah. your own. Yep. Um, I would say what is uh, your biggest low versus your biggest high back to back? And why did that transpire and how did you make it go from the low, low to the high, high? That makes sense? I think it does
0: biggest. So, so, uh, a super shitty situation and now
1: you're talking racing, right? I mean, it it could be racing or it could be, you know, maybe he's promoted the event and just something absolutely off the wall, bad happened. Yeah. What did he do to correct it to make sure that that never happened again? And what made the next next event so successful in turn?
0: Yeah. I love that. That's a great question. Um, the biggest low into the biggest high. We all know exactly yep. what that means. So, man, great question. I like that a lot. And that'll be—he's promoted so many amazingly huge races. Um, that's a, that's a great question. That's a really great question. So, um, yeah, very cool, man, Justin. I I I am super happy we finally got this figured out. For those that don't know, we, which <laughs> everybody except for me and him. We tried for about two weeks to make this interview happen, and it, it just the weather and just circumstances, and we finally got it in. And, uh, yeah. and I'm excited. You're you're uh, you're a hell of a guy, and I wish you nothing but the best of luck in 2023 racing wise. And then if the uh, if the ring gets put on, I don't know when I don't know when the wedding is. Don't need to know, but uh, uh, good luck with that. It's that will be the greatest
1: accomplishment of your life yep that, that that'll be in 24 we're we're, nice. we're going to go to 24 with it. a lot of planning to do from from now to then so and in, so the winter. in the process of it
0: and in the what winter
1: then? and in the weddings in the winter i'm not i don't think so i i think it, it might be summer it's, but it's, it's at least be on out. a
0: wednesday afternoon though right
1: like <laughs> it, it, it's not it during is. a race <laughs> It is definitely going to be on a night that it doesn't affect us from what we normally do. Right. And it's not going to affect any family at some other places that they erase as well. So, right.
0: My, uh, when I got, this is, I've been married damn near as long as you've been alive, I think. But my dad gave me the advice. <laughs> I was married in, in the middle of July. And when I told my dad the date, he's like, that is the wrong date. And I'm like, what? <laughs> and he goes, you get married in the wintertime. And I'm like, I don't want to get married in the wintertime. And he's like, mark my words, you will hope someday that you got married in the wintertime because there's nothing happening in the wintertime. You can go on vacation in the wintertime to warm places and it's better. And I'm like, yeah, but the wedding is in the cold then and blah, blah, blah. And it could snow and yeah. all that stuff. And I'll be damned if my dad wasn't right that my wedding right in the middle of freaking July is always on a race weekend it's always on a cool race weekend and i'm
1: not at that race because i yep. to
0: be a good husband yeah. yeah we
1: we well so we we always keep the schedule what we do every year is we get a big calendar you know where the, where the squares are a couple inches so we're eight down the schedule and on one of them giant counters every year and we keep the calendar yeah we know what events take place and we look through the calendar um and kind of fared what was when and where and what sure. we wouldn't wouldn't miss like like in the middle of summer that traveling series they don't run a lot because they don't want to affect the weekly guides either so it's early in the year and then late in the year and a little bit in between on holiday stuff um so we kind of got a pretty good idea on on what days are are open um and it didn't, didn't want to do it like in november because it was going to be outside yeah um so we we looked into that or you know to discuss that too but yeah, there's a there's a lot of planning that's going and into if there's, that. Your wife is to, such a race fan that even if there is a couple anniversaries that are at the racetrack, she's going to be into it. Well, and, you know, speaking of that, um, she, she already said that we're, you know, we're probably going to do it on a Saturday. And uh, we'll be taking the car to, to Granite City on Sunday.
0: Yeah, I so love it, man. There's,
1: there's, there, and that wasn't, that wasn't me asking. That was just her her saying that that's what I we're i love you and then she's all for it so we'll we'll probably end up taking the honeymoon maybe, maybe we know, need over to, the window
0: uh, maybe we need to have the wedding on sunday morning at granite
1: city you know we no. we actually discussed asking about that <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah i've been i've been racing at granite city since i started racing dirt and i could um, uh i could get an online uh uh
0: what do you call it? Like an ordained, like I could become ordained online. I could marry, I've, I've gotten people engaged. I could marry you guys. No problem.
1: Just, yeah, we
0: could do it. Right. right. Exactly. <laughs> this is, <laughs> this idea is going to get out of hand. And so, <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Thank you, Justin, very much for being on the show and, uh, and just, just, and what a great interview. I I really, really appreciate you being on and, uh, and wish you nothing but best of luck in 2023
1: thank you I, I appreciate you having me I'm, I'm glad it finally worked it uh yeah. you know but the, the winter is supposed to be our our or my slow time you know my off time where I can work on the cars and do stuff and and do my own thing and, and plow snow when need be and it's like this is the never-ending winter we, we we don't get more than I don't think we've even had a, a week off maybe one week we didn't plow
0: it's otherwise been it's been
1: non-stop sure. going that and then to, today too I will you know we talked about this last week to make sure that I could do it for today. I'm like, yep, you have a problem. First thing this morning, get a call. Yeah, you got to go here, 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 and here, and here. And oh, okay. Well, yeah, I, I got home about 15 minutes before we had this it interview. Had done so fast, long. exactly.
0: So <laughs> awesome. Justin Schlitzky on After the Checkers, everybody.
1: Thank you.